Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likute Halachas. Yoradea, Helik Sheini, Hilchas Kilei Behema, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Hey. We dedicate the learning today, Lili Nishmas, Rebeliezer Brebnos Niakoyev, Yentafradl Bas Rabbi Shuarye, Zahavaleya Bas Rabavrom, Sipkarifka Bas Rabhilel, and Lilu Nishmas, all the others that need an alias Neshama. And for a complete Rafur Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Noya Nechama Basgalia, Yehoshua Ruvain Ben Chana Esther, Yisroel Ben Rochel, Rachamim Ben Rochel, David Ben Behia, Shainel Basleya, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora Bas Hadassah, David Lay Ben Shena, Boruch Mordechai Ben Halia, Avram David Ben Chana, Shlemanisim Ben Mazel, Yeshua Ruven Ben Brian Rechel, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Aviv Eilon Abbasius Behendel, Sarochel Abbasius Behendel, Peret Saliohu Ben Soralea, Chavaliba Basmen Dvoira, Soralea Bas Chavaliba, Shlomo Ben Rivka Sprinza, We're speaking about discussing the, the topic of Shoir Vachamoir, the topic of Kilayim, which applies to any two different species of animals in terms of doing work with them or causing them to mate. But the Torah specifically mentions Shoir and Chamoir as an example, an ox and a donkey. Paragraph Hey now, Vialkain, Yaakov Avinu, Kishaborach Milifne Esov, Ksiv, Vayifka Bamokoin, Vayolen Shom, Vayikach Meavne Hamokoin, Vayosem Rashoisov. Rabnosanzal now is making the connection to the chapter in Likutim Ran that this halach is based on chapter 61, where Rabbeinazal explains there that when you want to try to achieve Hamtokas Hadinim, sweetening any harsh judgments, or sweetening any tzimtzumim, any constrictions, you need to connect to a very high source, to a very high sechel. And he mentions specifically the Beis HaMikdosh, the Kodesh HaKadosh, and the Holy of Holies in the Beis HaMikdosh. So here, when Yaakov Avinu is, is running from his brother Esau, it says there that he came to the site, Bamokoin, and he spent the night there, and he took from the rocks that were there, and he placed it under his head. And the Gemara tells us, first it says he took from the stones, the rocks, plural, and then it uses the term even, singular. And the Gemara says that a miracle occurred, that he took a number of stones, and and each one of the stones wanted desperately that the tzaddik should place his head upon it. So what ended up happening was that all the stones merged together and became one. All of those individual stones became part of, joined together with the rock, the original rock from which the world was created. Sheshom Shochav Yaakov, because that's where Yaakov Avinu had laid down at the site of the Beis Hamikdash. 
שזה בחינס ההמתוקו של כל הצמצומים. And as Rabbein Azal explains there in chapter 61 on Likud Imran, that's what can bring about the sweetening of all constrictions. על ידי שנכלולים באבן שסיעה, by the person becoming part of that original rock that was used to create the world. As all of this is elaborated upon in chapter 61 on Likut Imran, take a look over there. And now we understand why this event is taking place specifically when he's looking to escape from Esav. Because this is one of the most powerful things that brings about the downfall of Esav. This connecting to the highest seichel, which is the Beis HaMikdash, which is the Evan Shesia. And now we understand also why this entire event, which is, takes place at the beginning of Parshas Vayetzei, follows the end of the previous Parsha, where the last event that takes place there is that Esau goes to Yishmoel and takes a wife from the daughters of Yishmoel. This union between these two superpowers of the Sidrachra, Kamosha Kosov, as it says at the end of the previous Parsha, that it was when Esau saw that Yitzchak Avinu had given a blessing to Yaakov and that Yitzchak and Rivka expressed their negative feelings towards the women, certain women, that's when Esau went to take a wife from Yishmoel. This is what aroused a jealousy, a stronger jealousy in Esau when he saw Yaakov Avinu getting a blessing from, from his parents. V'rotzol hisgaber olov and Esav was looking to overpower Yaakov and to take revenge from him, therefore he went to Yishmoel, so that these two superpowers of evil should join together, the axe and the donkey, as the Zohar Kodesh refers to both of them, and this is why the Pasuk says that Esau went to Yishmoel. And right after Esau goes to Yishmoel, at the end of the previous Parsha, then the new Parsha begins that Yaakov Avinu leaves Be'er Sheva and he goes to Choron, and he suddenly comes upon the site of the Beis HaMikdosh, which is where that rock that the world originated from is. And Yaakov Avinu gathers from the rocks that were there, and he places it under his forehead, under his head. And the Gemara tells us that all the rocks there joined together and became part of one. This conforms beautifully 
with what Rabbein Israel writes there in Likutei Moran, that in order to sweeten harsh judgments, in order to correct all the tzimtzumim, all the constrictions, we need to connect to the individual seichel from which each and every single item in this world was created from and is connected to. And as Rabbi Nezal explains there, all of these individual seichels receive from the ultimate seichel, which is the Evan Shesia. Because remember, the Gemara makes a statement, Whoever has seichel, it's as if the Beis Hamikdash were already built during their time. Because the Beis Hamikdash was the center of the highest body of Seichel, the Sanhedrin Agdola, the leading rabbis. And it's by connecting to the Evan Shesia, that's what brings about the greatest Hamtoka, the greatest sweetening, both for the general public and for each and every individual. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there, and it's through this Hamtoka, by all the Tzimtzumim being connected to the Evan Shesia, this is what brings about the downfall of Esav and Yishmoel, the ox and the donkey, Sha'achizosom Midinim, whereby their connection, where they draw their energy from, is from Din, from the left side, Kishain Nimtokim Hatsimsumim, when when the Tsimsumim are not sweetened, are not rectified, Alidei Hatarovoisvahakilaim And when when there's an improper mixture of of things, when things get mixed together that shouldn't be allowed to get mixed together, such as two different species of animals. Now we can understand also why the Torah tells us that before Yaakov Avinu arrived at that site, the site of the Beit HaMikdash, he was involved in studying Torah for 14 years straight in the yeshiva of Shem Vever. As our rabbis deduce from this pasuk, it says over there, hahu. In that, at that site, Yaakov Avinu slept. And the Gemara tells us, there he slept, but for the 14 years prior to that, he wasn't sleeping at night. He was getting up in the middle of the night, and he was studying Torah. Because it was specifically as a result of Yaakov Avinu studying Torah in the yeshiva of Ever, that's what gave him the ability to sleep, a an incredible holy sleep at the site of the base Hamikdash, because That's what elevated him to be able to connect to this highest place, 
called the Evan Shesia, Shezoha Lichlel Kol Hatsimsumin Bisharoshan, Bo Evan Shesia. Yaakov Avinu was Zorcha to gather together all the Tsimsumim, all the constrictions, all the dinim, and connect them to the Evan Shesia. That's what's being represented by all of those rocks joining together and becoming one. That's what resulted in sweetening all negativity, all harsh judgments. And the power of Esav and Yishmoel was removed. Because Rabbein Azal shows there in Likut Imran, it's impossible for a person to connect to the Evan Shesia and become part of it without the Torah. And the Torah originates from the highest Chachma. And it's through the, this level of Torah that a person is able to rise up and plug into the Evan Shesia, which was in the Holy of Holies. As Rabbi Nezal shows there in Likut Imran, that the, the Torah was given on tablets of stone, Luchais Ho'even. And the Luchais were in the same place as the Evan Shesia, inside the Holy of Holies, the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So the Luchais represent the Torah. The Torah, a, a high-level study of Torah, is what connects a person to the, the Evan, the rock, the Evan Shesia, thereby enabling that person to sweeten all dinim, all tzimtzumim. And that's what took place over there. And what's what's all that tzimtzumim really all about? It's about the power of Esau and Yishmael. I believe it's not coincidence that we're learning about this now, because the, the Jewish nation in Eretz Yisrael especially is doing battle against Yishmoel. That we see in a more obvious way. The Arabs, the, 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 the terrorist organizations among the Arabs especially, but we see also the, the axis of evil in the world. We see North Korea, we see China, we see Iran, we see the different powers, the United Nations. The only instance where they're united, the Esav and Yishmoel, is when it's coming to anti-Israel, when it's coming to pummeling the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael, and in actuality all over the world. Any questions, please? Evan Shashi is what exactly? Excuse me? Evan Shesia yeah. is is a rock, an actual rock, from which Hashem founded the world. So that, the rock in the dome of the rock. Exactly. And how is that in a person's intellect? The answer is because that was it. That was what was inside the holy of holies in the Beis Hamikdash. The Beis Hamikdash represents intellect. In other words, we we're told that there are ten levels of holiness in the world. Holiness is also Chachma, Seichel, is called holiness. 
Kadeshli Kol Bechor, it says that Bechor, which is the firstborn, which is racious, which is Chachma, is called Kedusha. So in, in Eretz Yisrael, we're told the, whole, the highest level of holiness is the holy of holies in the Beis Samikdash, where this rock was, and where the luchas, the tablets from which the Torah was. Mm-hmm. So by connecting to that, we're connecting to the highest, highest level of seichel, which is what can sweeten all harsh judgments. Well, you said that we're bringing sinsumim to rectify to that place. Sounds like the sinsumim are dark. Yes. Sinsum means constriction. Constriction means lack of lack of light, lack of kindness. Not that they just choke off the light. Yes. Choking or constriction. Constriction means absence of light. The it doesn't sound like a necessarily an evil thing. It doesn't have to be. The term tzimtzum uh, means usually the left side. The right side is chesed. We say, opening up is a concept of chesed. Closed is a concept of din, of judgment. Now, even within chesed, we know that Open throttle too wide is this too much light is 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 as as harmful as no light. Yeah. Any other questions, please? Paragraph now Rav Nosanzal changes the topic to show another example of this. Going back to creation of the world, we find one of the major events that takes place there is that Hashem brings all the different animals, the domesticated ones, the non-domesticated ones, before Adam, in order for Adam to name them. As the Pasuk says, And whatever name Odom or Isham would give them, that, that would be their, their living soul. Because the name and the source of life of all the different animals... That's their life, which they draw from their source. Which is what applies to every individual type of animal, which is its source. And all of their individual names, their source of life, draws from man, who is Das, Man is the one who is supposed to be a composite of all the seichel of everything else in the world. Because we know that Hashem created everything from dirt. Man was created from the dirt at the site of the Beis Hamikdash. So that man should naturally be able to connect and plug in to that holy of holies, to that rock. 
על כן הוא יודע כל הספריות הפרוטים השייכים לכל בהמה וחיה. Therefore it's man that knows the individual שכל, that's the pipeline, the source of life of each and every type of animal. שהוא שמום וחיוסם, which is their name and their source of life. כי הוא צורך לבררום להלויס כל מין ומין לשרושוי, because it's man, we human beings, that are the ones that are supposed to purify and refine all of the behemois and all the chayois and connect them to their source. that all of them should be able to plug into the Evan And this is another explanation as to why sacrifices were brought in the Beisamikdosh. It's through these animal sacrifices that were brought in the Beisamikdosh That's what gave the animals their connection to the Seichel, to the Evan Shesiyah. Question in the chat. What does it mean that man was created by the Beis HaMikdosh? The wording in the Medrash or the Gemara is... that man was created from fire and water and air and dirt. Offer, the dirt that was used to create man was the dirt from the site of the Beis HaMikdosh, showing that that's our origin. Our origin is our Shorish, is from the Beis HaMikdosh, from the Evan Shesiyah. Another question in the chat. Does Tsimtsum actually make it possible for light to be seen? Because otherwise there would be too much light. Is Tsimtsum more or less the same as the lower wisdom that makes it possible for the upper wisdom to be understood? The answer is yes. That's when it's a positive Tsimtsum. There is holy Tsimtsum, there is good Tsimtsum, and there's negative Tsimtsum. Esav, Yishmoel, the Sitrachra, the Klipois, they represent negative Tzimtzum. They represent do- actual darkness and the, the removal of holy light, of, of beneficial light. Whereas the Tzimtzum that you're speaking about is holy Tzimtzum, good Tzimtzum. <coughs> the next paragraph, Zion. ויאלקין היו כל הבהמויס והחיויס מוכרוכים לכנויס לתוך תיבס נויח. With this we'll also be able to understand why all the different types of בהמויס and חיויס had to be brought into the Noah's Ark. כי תיבס נויח הוא בחינס יום הכיפורים. Because the Zohar HaKodesh tells us that Noah's Ark which represents a sanctuary of holiness during the time of the flood when the world was all evil, and Tevas Noach was a, a center of holiness which was able to survive the flood. Just that's in, in Mokoim, in place, in location. In time, we have the 365 days of the year, and the, the holy sanctuary in time is, 
is the 10 days of tshuva from Rosh Hashanah through Yom Kippur, of which the peak is Yom Kippur. Just like we know that in location, we said there are 10 levels of holiness. Level one is Eretz Yisrael. The next highest level is Yerushalayim. Then comes the Harabayis, leading up to the Holy of Holies. So too, the 10 days of tshuva start from Rosh Hashanah, which is Malchus, and leading up to Yom Kippur, which is the Keser, which is the one day a year when the holiest person, the Kohen Gogol, went into the holiest place, the Holy of Holies. As is brought in the Tikkun Zoyar. It says there that the, the Ark came to rest and the Tikkun Zoyar says is Tishrei, the month of Tishrei, of which one of the highest heights in Tishrei is Yom Kippur. This corresponds to the Holy of Holies, which had the Evan Shesia. Because it was on Yom Kippur that the Koin Godel was able to go into there, into the Holy of Holies, and tap into this Evan Shesia. And therefore, when there was this greatest display of Midas Hadin, of harsh judgment from Hashem, in flooding the entire world with boiling water, all the different animals had to be gathered into Noah's Ark, which corresponds to the Holy of Holies, in order to sweeten all the tzimtzumim, remember, behemois represent a lower level intellect than human beings. So a human being is called seichel, a behema is tzimtzum, lack of seichel, or very low level of seichel. So that each and every individual tzimtzum, which was represented by each and every individual species of animal, should be sweetened through the seichel, the high level of seichel, of holiness. And this is why the Torah makes a point of stressing that each one of the animals went inside according to their specific species. They were they kept apart from each other. Oison Shedafku Beminam, referring specifically to those animals that stuck to their own type. And they did not violate the violation of two different species of animals mating together. Because it's impossible to enter into Noah's Ark, into the Holy of Holies, into the Evan Shesia, <coughs> unless we're careful to avoid improper types of mixtures. So that each and every species has to be independent, separate, apart. That's when each and every individual species 
can be can get its tikkun through the specific seichel that applies to that type. Shemekabel may even and that individual seichel receives from the highest seichel, which is called the even because even when we're able to accomplish this sweetening of the judgments of the tzimtzumim by connecting to that highest, highest seichel, as Rabbein Azal discusses there on Likutim Ram, it's impossible to connect over there unless you're going through your specific channel. Just like we know that each one of the Shvotim has a separate path by which their prayers go up to heaven. Why? Why not all together? Can't be all together. There have to be these different Nuschois of Tefillah. The Arizal says originally there were 12 different versions of prayer. Today we don't know them. Today we know some of them. There's Sfard, Ashkenaz, certain different variations, where again, this particular group of people needs to connect via their channel. Because each individual has to connect over there to that highest place via their pipe, their tzimtzum, that comes from the Evan Shesiyah. And that's why it's forbidden to mix together different types. Because if we do that, it'll be impossible for them to connect over there. And to receive that sweetening from there. Not on a general level and not on an individual level. It requires each one going through their proper channel, their proper path. Rabbi, didn't we, uh, don't we know that <clears throat> two, two uh, cohabitations on the Ark? Yes. Was it the same species? <clears throat> I'm saying that they did cohabit, they did not cohabit. Well, didn't someone cohabitate on the Ark and he turned black? The raven, exactly. It's brought that the raven, there were one or two that were e- very evil that did, and they were punished for that. Exactly. Were they the same channel? Like human to human, raven to raven? I believe, yes. Oh, so it wouldn't uh, be this killine. Exactly. Okay. exactly. Thank you. And that's why the Torah tells us that all the different animals, domesticated, non-domesticated, were brought inside the Teva, those that stuck to their own type. And this brought about a sweetening of all the different types of tzimtzum and all of the judge, the severe judgments that were in the world at that time. And through this, they were all able to leave the ark at the end as individual separate families. Kemoshikosov, as it says in the Torah, 
that all those that left the ark left the ark through their specific family. Because again, each individual species left the ark, left this Evan Shasia, this rock from which all Tsimsumim receive. And this explains also why the Torah makes a point of saying that upon exiting from the ark, Noyach brought sacrifices. Because offering sacrifices in the Beis Hamikdash is an example of sweetening the tzimtzumim through the individual seichel that applies to each one of them. Because as Rabbi Nezal explains there, noyach is, is the, the, the power of holiness that purifies and rectifies from all the thirty, the, all the thirty-nine acts of work, from the curse, the original curse of the snake, as the Torah tells us, when Noah was born, that he was named Noah because he is the one who will console us from all the atzvus, all of the depression all of those 39 curses that were issued at the original time of creation. Because Noyach represents the holiness of Shabbos, as is brought in chapter 2 in the second half of Likut Imran. The word Noyach is from the word Menucha, to rest, which refers to Shabbos, the holiness of Shabbos. Rest for the those above and rest for those below, meaning all force, all powers. And therefore, it's through the efforts of Noyach that were sweetened all the different tzimtzumim, of which an example of that is the 39 acts of work that people have to do, the struggle to earn a livelihood which is also represented by all the different species of animals. <coughs> because all of them were sweetened and purified through Noah's Ark, which corresponds to Yom Kippur, that originating rock, that's where all different types of din and all different types of tzimtzum in the world get, get their tikkun. Through that highest level seichel, which is the Holy of Holies, from which all sweetenings takes place. The Alkane will finish the halach. We have two more short paragraphs, and then I have something very, very, very interesting to share. Paragraph Ches. 
ועל כן, אויסיוס התוירה צריכים להיות קולכות בפני עצמוי. This will explain another very interesting point. We know Hashem loves unity. Hashem loves oneness. How come when it comes to a Sefer Torah, each and every single letter must be apart from the one next to it? Two letters aren't allowed to touch. If two letters touch each other, the Sefer Torah is puzzled. The Midbak Ois Lois puzzled. He called Ois Lois Hubachinas Seichel. Each and every letter represents an aspect of divine wisdom, which receives its light from the uppermost seichel via the pipe that it's connected to. That's what gives that letter the ability to sweeten the tzimtzum that's related to it. That's why each letter has to be separate. It's forbidden for two letters to touch. So that we're not mixing up the tzimtzumim or the seichels. Because when they get mixed up, We cannot, up, we cannot perform the tikkun. We can't accomplish the tikkun that's needed. V'yalkein, odom mutar imkulan lachroish v'limshoich. And now we'll understand also why a human being is allowed to join together with any species of animal, a cow, a donkey, a mule, to plow a field. If a man is hooked up to a wagon, to a, to a plow, together, that's okay. Ki ha'odom hu ha'seichel ha'koylel, shehu mamtik kol ha'tzimtzumim v'hadinim, shem b'chines behema. Because man is not like animal. Animal receives from an individual seichel. Man represents the seichel ha'koylel, which, which is mamtik koylel. All the different types of tzimtzumim and dinim, which are represented by behema. And therefore, even when a human being is standing alongside an animal, even when they're hooked up together, they are not one, they're not joining together. Adara, but just the opposite. The human being is the seichel that sweetens the behemoth. Therefore, there's no law of kilayim applying to a human being and, a, and a, an animal. And a human being is allowed to combine with any other animal to do work together. Lachroish, to plow, v'limshoich. To pull out, to draw a wagon, ki ha'odom enoi misarev u'mischaber im habehemo klal, because a human being never gets mixed up or joined together, unified with a behemo, ki hu ha'seichel v'hamtokashilhem, because man is the seichel, the sweetening of behemo, which is tzimtzum. Behemo is tzimtzum. Man, human being is the seichel. Remember, we've mentioned the past that the word Adam is three times Yud-K. 
Yud K is the letters of Hashem's name that represent Chachma and Bina, Seichel, and, and three times corresponding to the three parts of the brain. So man is Seichel, Behema is absence of Seichel, Tzimtzum. Now two very interesting, important things I'd like to point out. What gives the Beis Hamikdash its holiness? What gives Seichel its holiness? Everything originates from the name of Hashem. The name of Hashem is the source of all holiness, all blessing, all goodness. We say in Birka Samozim, Habayis Hagodov Hakodesh Hazer Shenikro Shimcha Olav. This great holy house which has your name upon it. It's the name of Hashem that's the divine source of all holiness, of all seichel, of all blessing, of all goodness. The, the Yalkut Horuveni, one of the special Midrashim, points out, speaking about Noah's Ark, what gave it its power, This this uh, the holiness of Yom Kippur. There's a Pasuk, Migdal Oiz Shem Hashem, the name of Hashem is a fortress of strength, boy Yorutz Tzadik Venizgov, into which will run a Tzadik, an exalted one. And the Medrash says the Torah defines the dimensions of the of the ark. Why? If I'm going to build an ark, I need to know that. The answer is there's an incredible secret in those dimensions. Those dimensions actually are Hashem's name. The Pasuk says there, amos orko. it was 300 Amois long. <coughs> 50 Amois tall and 30 Amois uh, 50 Amois wide and 30 Amois tall. You'll take a look in the Pesukim in the beginning of Parshas Noyach. The, the letters of Hashem's name, Yud Kevavke, Yud times Hey, 10 times 5 is 50, times 6 is 300. Yud times Hey times Vav is 300. Yud. Um, Vav hey, Vav times hey, six times five is thirty, and the fifty. I don't remember at this moment. It's in the Yalkotor Veni that shows that all three dimensions came from Hashem's name, Yud Kevavke. That just like the Beis Hamikdash is called the holy residence, which has the name of Hashem upon it. That's what empowers it. So too, Noah's Ark, what gave it its power, its to withstand the flood at a time that was the, the name of Hashem. That's this fortress of strength. There's a story that I've told before. It's too long to go into now. I'll just summarize it. There was a tremendous tzaddik, Reb Moshe Galanti, who lived at a time when there was a certain Arab sheik who people used to go to, and he was able to cure them, heal them, if they had, you know, fatal sicknesses. Some instances, he was able to say to the person, cannot be healed, you're going to die. 
And, and this Rav Moshe Galanti heard about this and he saw that it was true and he was extremely curious to find out what's his power, what's his secret. And there's an incredible story that I've told. It's brought in the one, one of the Sforim, Tameh HaMenhogim, <clears throat> as to how he finally makes a friendship with this sheik and he gets the sheik, he teaches the sheik all kinds of things that the sheik didn't know and gets the sheik to reveal to him his secret. What's his secret? He has a, a palace. And in this palace, there's a chamber within a chamber and there's a pool that he goes into and dips. To, he First he fasts and then he purifies himself going into this pool. And then he goes to this building that's made of pure, pure gold and precious stones. And he goes inside and, and there's a, 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 an ark there, a, an ark meaning a, like what we keep the, uh, the Sefer Torah in. And, and, and he opens that ark, and in there are the letters Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey, Hashem's name. And this Arab sheik tells Rav Moshe Galanti that this is the holy, this is the name of the creator of the world, the one who created the world. And if a person purifies themselves and looks at and tries to attach themselves to this, th- these letters, that's what gives the person incredible, incredible power. And it's written that after this, Rav Moshe Galanti went home and he cried, saying, imagine I had to hear this from this Arab sheik. I had to have him tell me how holy the name of Hashem is. And that when we, when we daven, when we say, Hashem the name of Hashem, if we say it with a little bit of seriousness and holiness, that's the source of all bracha, of all seichel, of all divine light from which all tzimtzumim can be sweetened. Any questions? Ah, exactly. I'm sorry. I don't know why I kept thinking Yud and Hey is 15. 10 times 5 is 50. So Yud times Hey is 50. Then Yud times Hey times Vav is 300. And Vav times Hey is 30. Those are the three dimensions that the Torah defines for the Ark, which means what empowered this Ark was the name of Hashem, which is the same thing that empowers the Beis HaMikdash, which is the same thing that empowers a tzaddik. When we talk about a tzaddik being a holy person, what makes him holy? The same thing that made the Beis HaMikdash holy, the name of Hashem upon him, that he carried. That's why the, the Torah begins with, the Shulchan begins with, Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samed that a holy Jew always has the name of Hashem in front of him, has the image of the name of Hashem in front of him, that's what gives us our holiness, that's what gives us the ability to sweeten all tzimtzum. Any questions, please? Good evening, Rav Nassan. Um I have a version of the Lekunia Lachas. There's a parish Marbit, I guess, Marbit? Am I announcing his name properly? I don't know. Um, Any idea who this is? I don't know. No, I don't know. Rabbi, no, I don't know. If you'll take a picture of it, maybe, and send it to me, I'll take a look. Maybe I'll be able to know what it is. Okay, thanks, Rabbi. Okay, we'll just give a, a, a small introduction to the next halacha, which again, it's halacha dalid on this topic of kilayim, 
The Pasuk says, do not plow using an ox and a donkey bound together. We just made reference a moment ago to chapter 2 in the second half of Likut Imran. The next halacha is going to be based on that chapter, which begins with the words, the days of Hanukkah are days of praise to Hashem. Ayin Shom Kol HaToyra, study that entire chapter in Likut Imran. Shom especially what Rabbi Nezah writes about at the end of that chapter, over there, Rabbi Nezah is teaching us how a person can draw the joy of Shabbos into the six days of the week. Because the six days of the week compared to Shabbos represent lack of joy, depression. The Pesach says, that during the six days of the week, we are evid, we are slaves. <coughs> but on Shabbos, we're no longer evid. We're the son, the prince. There's these two levels. On, on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, we say, Im kibonim, Im ka'avodim. Hashem, whether you want to consider us your children or whether you want to consider us your servants, your slaves. And the Pasuk in Parshas Noach begins with, Eile told us Noach, Noach ish tzadik. It says Noach twice. The Zohar HaKadosh says this refers to Noach above, Noach below. Bechinas simcha, and, and rest, noyach, which means menucha, is a state of joy and happiness. Bechinas As it says, when Noach was born, this individual is going to console us from our actions, from our work, and from our depression. Masenu refers to the the six days of work. And Itzvonyadeinu refers to the lack of joy that comes natural during the six days of the week. Ki Shabbos menachem u'mesameach hakol men Because Shabbos consoles and infuses joy and happiness into everyone. Va'alidezeh shemamshichem hagedusha shel Shabbos l'sheshim ha'choyol. And by drawing the holiness of Shabbos into the six days of the week, through that we reveal the ultimate oneness of Hashem. Remember, on Friday night, we say, we mention the female aspect, the Vo. On Shabbos morning, we say, we mention the male aspect. On Shabbos at Mincha, we say, them, we join the two together as one. And in the Shmonesri at Mincha, on Shabbos, we say, Ato Echod, Vishimcho Echod, Umikam Chisro Goy Echod. You, Hashem, are one, your name is one, and where in the world is there a nation, a one nation like the Jewish people? Because during six days of the week, there's diversity, there's differences, there's chesed and gevura, there's tiferes, there's netzach and hot, there's a right and a left. <clears throat> 
on each one of the six days of creation, Hashem created different things. And this is something that the human mind cannot comprehend. How Hashem is one. How can one create diversity? How can diversity come from oneness? Using human rationale, we cannot explain this. However, through the gift of Shabbos is revealed the oneness, the ultimate oneness of Hashem. Shabbos is the mitzvah that shows that we believe in the oneness of Hashem. That we believe that all of the diversity in this world, all the different things in this world, originate from the ultimate oneness, which is Hashem, who created all of them in six days of the week, and rested on Shabbos. And this concept of revealing this pure oneness, to realize and believe that all of this diversity that we see in the world originates from pure oneness. That's something that even Hashem considers very precious. Rabbi Nezal explains that that's why when there's a debate among people, when there's a group of people who agree, on, when there's Yochid Verabim, when there's an individual person arguing against a group of people, and the group of people agree to one opinion, that's what we favor. We favor that diversity joining together as one. Because when unity, when oneness is revealed down here on earth, then Hashem, the ultimate oneness, which is Hashem, is revealed. As we say at the peak of Shabbos, at the end of Shabbos at Mincha, you are one, your name is one, and where in the world is there a nation like the Jewish nation, one nation in the world? This is the introduction. Emir Hashem will continue on Thursday morning, Israeli time, American time, with the actual halacha. Wishing everybody a wonderful week. We should be zeched to see the complete and final downfall of Esav and Yishmoel, of all the opposing forces to the Jewish nation. And we should be zeched to see the Jewish nation united, united as one. This, this oneness that, that, that will come about through Moshiach. Rav, Thursday is Rosh Kodesh. Um, are we starting on time? We'll start, good reminder, on Rosh Chodesh, we start at 8.15 a.m. Israeli time, 1.15 a.m. American time. Thank you. Thank you, Rav. Be metzliak, Hashem. Hashem should open all the gates for you. Amen. Thank you. All the best.